The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. I want to mention a great resource for writers, and this month's sponsor, Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. I'll expound later in the show, but the short version is this long-awaited book about the craft of creative writing from New York Times bestselling author Steve Almond sets out to debunk the well-meaning but misguided myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and most honest work. Pick up a copy today of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, wherever you buy books, more soon. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. Help us start something special. Kelton, very, very importantly, writing is not just about our brains. I have to exercise and I do Mm -hmm. yoga, but today we had lots of different calls with our business, which are all awesome. And then there's emails and then there's all this other. So in order to really chill out, to be able to write, I go to the gym and yeah. I hit the squat rack, okay? Yeah. Like hard. That's and awesome. I'm pumping. <laughs> Thanks. That was like so exhilarating, but yet my zen, that's where I get it. And yeah. when I'm in the gym, like sweating like a man and grunting, and, <laughs> and then I come <laughs> I back take to offense my to that. No, I'm just kidding. And welcome back to The Writer Files. I am your host, Kelton Reed. And in part two of this file, the multi-hyphenate and best-selling author of over 20 books, Elizabeth Ann Atkins, returned to share her inspiring and winding journey from Pulitzer Prize-nominated journalist to groundbreaking novelist, ghostwriter, educator, TV host, and health and wellness expert. Elizabeth received her master's degree in journalism from Columbia University and her writing has appeared in the New York Times, San Diego Tribune, Essence, Ebony, and the Detroit News for her articles on race, which were nominated for the Pulitzer. Elizabeth has written 20 books, including novels White Chocolate, Dark Secret, and Twilight, no, not that Twilight, a collaboration with Billy D. Williams. She's also one half of the indie publishing duo Two Sisters Writing and Publishing with sibling Catherine, where they share the mission to promote diverse voices in the book world. Their credo is to publish quality anthologies of exceptional short fiction and inspirational nonfiction and books by authors of color and women writers. They offer consulting, editing, and ghostwriting services as well. Elizabeth has been featured on Oprah, Montel, and Good Morning America, and also co-hosts a weekly TV talk show, My Healthy Mind, with a focus on mental health and wellness. She's presently working on her memoir. And just a quick note that this episode of The Writer Files is brought to you by Audible. I'll have more on their special offer later in the show. But if you love audiobooks like me, or have always wanted to give them a try, you can check out the countless titles over there right now at audibletrial.com slash writerfiles for a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just head over to audibletrial.com slash writerfiles. In part two of this file, Elizabeth and I discussed how intuitive writing can give your voice a turbo boost, why unplugging from notifications in the internet is so important to avoid burnout, 
the critical role of exercise for staying sane and getting into your flow state, how the author juggles multiple deadlines and stays so prolific, the power of rituals and routines for productivity, how to use self-awareness and naps to supercharge your output, and more inspired advice from an author with one amazing laugh. And if you missed the first half of this show, you can find it in the archives at writerfiles.fm on Apple Podcasts or wherever you tune in and in the show notes. Stay tuned. The Writer Files is brought to you by my friends at copyblogger.com. Words that work. Build your online authority with powerfully effective content marketing. Get superior content marketing education so you can build a remarkable online presence. Authors, bloggers, journalists, online publishers, and entrepreneurs, head over to copyblogger.com to learn more. That's copyblogger.com. And if you're a fan of The Writer Files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published and leave us a rating or a review over on Apple Podcasts to help other writers find us. It's pretty fascinating. I think I was looking at a, an article um, just today titled Mental Training Changes Your Brain Structure and Reduces Social Stress. And as we know, through antiquity, and you've kind of talked a little bit about you know, obviously meditation has been practiced forever by numerous religious traditions, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it, but now is commonly practiced just by individuals who aren't necessarily doing it for religious purposes, but are doing mm-hmm. it to not only reduce stress, anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, lower heart rate, all that stuff. But mm-hmm. the mindfulness piece from uh, a neuroscience standpoint has actually been proven now mm-hmm. to um, alter the way you know, you, you kind of process that information. And mm-hmm. I think that's, a, a, it's a really, really interesting, uh, be interesting to look at all of the, the scientific background of, of combining those two things, or at least mm. how they might affect one another. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, your brain is doing a lot of the work in the background, right? And so mm-hmm. getting, you know, getting, using that meditation piece, um, clearly quiet some of those, those, uh, what do you have? kind of repetitive thoughts that mm-hmm. that haunt us from time to time. And, and mm-hmm. meditation is really helpful to just get mm-hmm. clear, get clarity, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. Uh-huh. And it's really um, like when I have to, so for example, we're doing a new power journal every month of the year. And so I'm working on the one for um, January and February and I meditated and I got the ideas, sort of the download on how to proceed in composing those workbooks interesting interesting mm-hmm. yeah i like it i like it so the default mode network is doing some of the work for you and then you know combined with intention it's really giving it kind of a, a, a turbo boost yes absolutely and there's something called intuitive writing that is like remember in english class we did stream of consciousness writing absolutely Okay. Well, intuitive writing is when you get into that meditative state and then you write. So there you've shut out the noise, hopefully, of your mind and you're getting into your inner voice, your higher self that will speak your truth without all the mess of noise of inner critic and, you know, worrying about what people think. Mm -hmm. And so when you write from that intuitive voice, it's your truth. Yeah. It's yeah. it's your and and writing from that is your power. That's your PowerPoint because it's it's your strongest uh, most authentic self 
providing messages that you can share. And they're not filtered by, oh, what will my mother think? Or what will my spouse think? It's just straight up you. Yeah, and yeah. That's where we should all write from, but unfortunately, we don't always. Yeah, I like you. I like the, uh, I like the kind of the melding of the, of the different disciplines. And you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think you know, so many writers, probably many of the writers listening to this very show, have sought you know different um, practices to help mm-hmm. them to really hone their voice and mm-hmm. um, also to this interplay of productivity and creativity mm-hmm. is so important. And I think, it, I think we can get so burnt out on, you know, just the constant barrage of hyperactivity that we're mm-hmm. kind of forced to deal with now in this modern mm-hmm. iteration of, of, of our society. You know, we're constantly being uh, tortured with notifications <laughs> from our smartphones. <laughs> if we don't turn them off and, you know, and so many, and so many best-selling authors talk about, having to turn the internet off to, to yeah. really get into flow state. And that makes sense oh, yeah. to me. And flow, yeah. flow state and, and, and really getting into uh, your voice and, and kind of dropping into that a little bit deeper level of, um, you know, when you're really hitting it and you're hitting it mm-hmm. and you're, you're writing things that maybe are surprising even to you, that's mm-hmm. a pretty exhilarating feeling. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. it's inspiring, all of it. Thank you. Um, it really is. So on Monday, I finished a manuscript that I'm doing with a bariatric surgeon. It's a novel, 353 pages. And in order to get that done, I just had to unplug because yeah. I find it maddening when stuff is chinging, dinging, calling, ringing. Tech. I can't do it. <laughs> I, it's, uh-huh. I hate that scattered. It's like buckshot on yeah. my brain in terms of um, go here, email here. No. No, I have to shut it out. I have to have a silence and stillness. But let me, Kelton, very, very importantly, writing is not just about our brains. I have to exercise and I do Uh yoga. But today I had that, we had lots of different calls with our business, which are all awesome. And then there's emails and then there's all this other. So in order to like really chill out to be able to write, I go to the gym and yeah. I hit the squat rack, okay? Yeah. Like hard. That's and awesome. I'm pumping. <laughs> Thanks. That was like so exhilarating, but yet my zen, that's where I get it. And yeah. when I'm in the gym, like sweating like a man and grunting, and, <laughs> and then I come <laughs> I back. I take to offense my to that. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. I, <laughs> I know, really, though, it's all men around me most of the time. <laughs> the and gym I'm rats. I know be those guys. Cute at all. It's. It's not about gender. It's about um, <laughs> yang, yang energy, yang. masculine energy. And coming back to my desk in this mega zen, like you said, flow state, because you have to go exert that energy out so you can find your balance. Um, I recommend physical fitness to all writers because there's the stereotype of the smoking, coffee chugging, <laughs> junk food eating <laughs> yeah. writer, but it's what true. you eat and what you do with your body affects your mental productivity, creativity, clarity. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I agree. And I, I wholeheartedly um, am behind that. And yeah, I'm the same way. If I don't, if I don't get out and get some fresh air and, or, you know, get over to the gym and do a little, um, at least at minimum, some, some cardio stuff mm-hmm. um, just to get the blood flowing and a little stretching and, Right. Yeah, it's yeah. so it's so so important to to 
only those endorphins you get, but the yes. just just to keep keeping staying physically fit so that you're not you know because those hours in the in the chair can oh my god wear on you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, not good, not good. Well, um, yeah. So it sounds like uh, I'm guessing you you write every day. Are, are you someone who um, not only journals but also uh, commits to like a, a page? Uh, or I'm sorry, a word count or a, do you time block? How do you get the words down? Yeah. Time blocking is really good. And that's when I, I time block in terms of of unplugging. Um, and I just alert my circle of close people that I'm going to be writing for the next three hours. And so they won't bug me, um, unless it's urgent. Um, and so that works, but I journal daily and when we have our deadlines with multiple projects, it's not a luxury to say, oh, I'm going to write this much today. Yeah. It's like, do as much as I can do till my eyes won't stay open and then just have enough energy to get out of this chair and go to bed. So I write really from breakfast to bedtime, except for when I go to the gym and do other little tasks required, unless we have calls and things or meetings. So I just get it done. And sometimes... I've written like 10, lots, lots of words, like just, <laughs> but I love it. It's exhilarating. And <laughs> 10 lots. Is that, is that code well, for I, thousands? I was, no, I think I wrote 10,000 words in like three days or something crazy that's, once on yeah. a deadline. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> but that's another thing, Kelton, you have to stay in flow. Mm-hmm. And my sister was very brilliantly explaining to somebody today how when we edit a manuscript, you know, you have to immerse in it. You can't do an hour today and an hour tomorrow because you have to remember every little detail of it and make sure there's no repetition and the style is consistent throughout. So you have to start reading and keep reading over a period of days so that it's all fresh and clear in your mind. Like writing is such an intense thing. You can sit in your chair all day and be exhausted like you ran a marathon because your brain uses so much energy. That's right. And I think that, you know, and I think that's where the meditation piece mm-hmm. could be so important to parsing some of that and quiet, mm-hmm. you know, just quieting <laughs> yes. your, your kind of, I don't know, I, I do find uh, even five to 10 minutes of meditation to just mm. really, really benefit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and finding that quiet, still time is so important in our crazy, hectic paced world and the news is so just so wild every day um just getting quiet no matter what your profession is just taking a few minutes close your eyes breathe deeply Mm. i recommend everyone have some kind of practice every day that they stick to um that that brings them peace yeah yeah well uh i know that uh kind of part of the power journal piece and the coaching stuff that you do focuses on uh or at least brushes up against the idea of writer's block can you tell us a little Mm. bit about kind of your just your thoughts on it because i think we're we're circling around it but but maybe if you just want to hit it on the head yes great question um so writer's block my sister took a, a writer's in grad school they said 
you don't go to cooking school and say you have cooking block. So don't come to my class and say you have writer's block. Um, I think you have low energy days and high energy days. And when you have those high energy days, you better run with it. And when you have a low energy day, go clean the kitchen, go grocery shopping, go vacuum the living room or whatever, do other things. Um, if you have the luxury to stay in that kind of flow, because mm-hmm. if I'm sitting here and it's not coming and that happened this week and it's infuriating to me when I have the time to do it and the, it's not coming. But mm-hmm. guess what? I was exhausted. My brain was so tired from writing that book I told you about yeah. that I delivered Monday. I just had to take a break and I went and slept for a long time. And then guess what? This morning, on and popping. Came My back. Brain is, yeah. Yes. So it's not about a block. It's about fatigue. Um, and also, if you're caught up in, like, after I got a divorce years ago, there were some times when there was such bad energy in around me in my life that I would sit at the computer and draw a blank because I was like emotionally under siege. Mm-hmm. So if you're going through something bad or even something good, if you're moving or, you know, even getting exciting, like getting married or those types of things drain your energy to write. Yeah. Or they can, they can. Sure. So maybe some people are more prolific when they're under siege. I don't know. But for me, um, it's difficult to focus. So you just have to be gentle with yourself and just let it pass and then get back to it. And also do those things that do enable you to get back down to where your brain is more in Zen mode for writing, like I did today going to the gym, you know, but again, everybody needs their go to activity to help them get there. Yeah, yeah. I think even a cat nap. I mean, we have talked a little bit about how important sleep is to creativity. I think um, yes. even sometimes like a fit, maybe sometimes just a 15 minute nap is, is all you need or all you should mm-hmm. really do if mm-hmm. you're, if you want to just recharge quickly. Mm-hmm. Just a quick reminder that this episode of the writer files is brought to you by audible who offer an unmatched selection of audiobook titles to choose from and seamlessly delivers the worlds of both fiction and nonfiction straight into your ears. For listeners of this podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a 30-day trial to give you the chance to try it. You can grab your free audiobook now by visiting audibletrial.com slash writerfiles. I just headed over there to grab bestseller Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, narrated by co-author my friend Adam Skolnick. Well done, sir. It's the tale of David's incredible life story, how he rose above poverty, prejudice, and physical abuse, and through self-discipline, mental toughness, and hard work, transformed himself from a depressed, overweight young man with no future into a U.S. Armed Forces icon and one of the world's top endurance athletes. You can select and download any book of your choice for free by simply heading to audibletrial.com slash writerfiles. That's audibletrial.com slash writerfiles. Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers. Truth is the arrow, mercy is the bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction. And in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugars podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. 
The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read, and also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books and add it to your TBR today. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime that's patreon.com slash the writer files help us start something cool and special keep calm and write on yeah it's all fascinating stuff are you a, a mac or a pc user mac yeah uh <laughs> and you i'm a mac yeah I'm a mac. oh cool I say Mac snob because in college, when we were at the University of Michigan, they we learned on Macs, mm. and we used them at the campus newspaper. So I used it professionally for the first time, sure. and that's just what we use. They're superior product. Um, period. Yeah, I've used both, and I will say that uh, I find that just <laughs> overall get, getting the Mac up and running. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's such a different experience because I remember using the PC and having to, you know, you get it up and running. It just it, it would take forever to get everything started, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you'd have you'd have to constantly be doing the uh, the virus uh, oh. or whatever. You know, it was just like mm-hmm. not not to disparage the PC users because I know there's Mm-mm. a big mix out there. But mm-hmm. uh, so, do you with all of the projects that you're juggling? Mm-hmm. on a daily, weekly, monthly basis with your business, mm-hmm. um, your own writing. How do you keep it all organized? Are you working in multiple programs to kind of put it all together? Do you do something like uh, Scrivener? No, no. My sister, having worked in financial services, she is very um, organized and she keeps our calendar. She keeps our, you know, our chart of all our authors and, and the status of what those projects are. So her project manager skills are exquisite. Nice. Mine aren't. <laughs> I just want to be alone with a manuscript writing. Yeah. So we've divvied up what we're each good at. But no, we don't. We haven't used Scrivener. I've heard about it. But yeah, keeping organized, and we also like visuals, so we literally post things on the wall. Oh, that's that cool. Sh- <laughs> that shows old school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that show what varying stages things are in. Sure. So that we have that visual, and uh, everything's like front and center. I also have a whiteboard in my office with multiple pens of different colors that I like to write on that help me keep track mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. where we are. And then I also have a physical planner. 
I like the t- tactile of a physical planner. So I have the calendar and I write down everything for the day and I like to check things off. So it's a good feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain likes that. So um, let's dip into creativity quickly here before we kind of uh, start to wrap up and give some advice to your fellow scribes. But um, Elizabeth, how do you define creativity just in your own estimation? I think that creativity is being yourself, not trying to copy someone else's style or be like someone else. Um, Creativity is when you just let it flow. Let it flow from your heart and your soul and not caring what anybody thinks, just writing what's your truth and your authentic message Mm. and having the courage, courage to do that because it's, it's scary when you expose your deepest thoughts and feelings and opinions that you may never have expressed. My new book is full of stuff like that, that I've never told anybody, but I'm about to publish it Mm. in a book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's being authentic and being bold. What do you think uh, makes a writer great? It's It's linked to what I just said about having the the guts to have a new voice and do something totally unique like JK Rowling, you know, how she came up with Harry Potter and how people, um, Stephen King comes up with all this wild material. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Um, and Maya Angelou came up with poems that just in, in books and it's just being true to yourself and showcasing your unique messages for the world and not trying to latch onto the latest trend or, oh, are they going to like this? Will this mm-hmm. be a success? Just writing from your heart and soul. And when you do it authentically, that's when people will say, wow, I love that. That really spoke to me. Absolutely. Well, um, do you have a couple favorite authors to, that are just sitting on your uh, nightstand right now that you want to share? Yes, I love I love Yogananda's autobiography. It's so beautifully written. It's like super elegant writing. Um, I also have Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill on my desk at all times. I just hmm. love him. And it's not just about money. It's about being your best on every level. And I've taken a lot of his tips and integrated them into my work, including sex transmutation. I don't know if you've read chapter 11 of his book, but cha- okay, well, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but when, <laughs> when you channel that energy, which is your strongest energy that your body produces, when you channel that energy into your creativity, as if there's like a tube going up your body to your brain, taking that energy instead of squandering it elsewhere and putting it, you know, channeling it into your work. Mm. It's so powerful. I know boxers probably I think boxers do that, Mm -hmm. but I'm not saying forever, but I'm saying it works because you're so focused. Like your energy is all channeled into your creativity. And so anyway, that works as does auto suggestion where you could use a mantra, say, I am an amazing writer, or it's like reprogramming your brain. If you were in feeling insecure or 
not good enough as a writer because people think that. Um, just say, I'm an excellent writer and repeat it. And you repeat it over, you write it down, you post it up somewhere and you just like reprogram yourself. So his book is full of stuff like that, hmm. that I've integrated over the years that really have helped a lot as a writer and as a person. Well, as so many great writers do, do you have a best loved quote hanging over your uh, desk somewhere that you want to share with us? I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, this one, this one is from Gandhi. It's on my vision board. And it's, um, as I've talked about spirit a lot, and I think we're all so much bigger than one religion. We're all human and we are all light and love. And so the quote is, I am a Muslim and a Hindu and a Christian and a Jew, and so are all of you. Hmm. And the bigger message of that is that we're all human spirits and we're all motivated by love and peace and joy and the labels aren't important. What's important is connecting as human spirits for the greater good of everybody. Yeah. And such an important message for today, right? With such Absolutely. a divisive uh, time in history. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I love it, I love it. Um, Thank you. Well, uh, before we wrap up here, we'll give you a goofy one. If you could choose any, <laughs> any author from any era... Uh, for an all-expense-paid dinner to your favorite restaurant in the world, which author would you choose and where would you take them? <gasps> I would pick Virginia Woolf. And um, I would take, oh my gosh, where would I go? Um, I would go somewhere where women didn't used to be allowed to go because she she was a brilliant writer and she was not allowed to be because of the society at the time. Um, she was not allowed to just fully... Um, achieve what she could have achieved mm. because she was a woman and I would take her oh my gosh <laughs> I, I think it would just be like a private dinner at a like a, like a resort on a beach in a mm. really beautiful place mm -hmm. and it would be like super decadent and like be waiters and it would just be <laughs> super festive and fun and and just talk to her about her writing. I just admire. There's so many writers. I and Zora Neale Hurston. Oh my gosh! I think I'd have to have a whole bunch of <laughs> these right. women writers who didn't achieve what they were they were capable of if had they lived today. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll open the uh, we'll open the invitation to as many writers as you want to bring. <laughs> okay. We'll break the rules on this one. I love it. <laughs> okay. Um, before we. Uh, end with uh kind of pointing some listeners to your resources out there do you want to just offer some uh, advice to your fellow writers on, on just how to keep going how to how to keep the ink flowing and the cursor mm -hmm. moving mm -hmm. okay it sounds super cliche to say believe in yourself but that really is it because there will be so many people around you saying well who do you think you are you know, you're never going to make it, especially if you haven't achieved the success, however you define it. Just keep writing. Keep writing. Never give up. Writers don't retire. Writers, it's, it's a calling and it's what we do every day. Just, I mean, I write all over everything. If you look at my house, there's notes, there's just napkins, there's, hmm. I write on, just keep 
writing. Write on your phone, write on your laptop, write in a notebook. Keep writing. It's like muscles. You have to keep flexing them to make them stronger and stronger. And if you have a vision for something, keep working on it until you get it done. My memoir I've been working on for 15 years. I know. And now I'm finally about to publish it. So just keep keep going and never question your ability as a writer. Always think you are good enough that you can do it. Write a mantra to yourself and repeat it. I'm a great writer. I can do this. Just It's like a mind game. And if you compare it to a sport, you have to practice to be the best. So just keep practicing. Keep practicing every day and, and explore as many genres as you like. I mean, I write poetry, I write fiction, I write nonfiction, and I love it all. It's just be in love with your words and just celebrate that skill and that indulge it. Even it does feel indulgent at times, but just do it and love every second of it. And also feel grateful. Even if you wrote one paragraph, be grateful that you were able to write that one good paragraph. Uh, Even if you wanted to write a whole chapter, just be grateful and, and celebrate your small successes because they'll all add up to bigger, bigger successes. That is a fantastic place to end there with some great advice. Elizabeth, thank you so much. I'm going to point at, we're going to uh, drop all of these links in the show notes, your uh, homepage there at Two Sisters Writing and Publishing, which is twosisterswriting.com. Yes. Of course, your other uh, coaching and consulting services are at atkinsgreenspan.com we'll link to that Mm -hmm. Um, your upcoming memoir which will likely be published when this podcast is published Uh, Mm -hmm. but you can find that in the bookstore right at twosisterswriting.com correct yes and uh, if you are finding this before that has been released you can pre-order that one Um, of course powerjournal.life is where the uh, 28 day power journal challenge can be found. You are on Twitter also with mm-hmm. uh, Catherine there at, mm-hmm. at Two Sisters Writing. That's the number two. And uh, where else do you want to point listeners to uh, connect with you out there in the world? You're you're everywhere. <laughs> <Thanks. laughs> <laughs> well, um, you you summarized it. And PowerJournal.life is definitely the place where if they want to learn more about Power Journal, which is also for sale on BarnesandNoble.com and Amazon.com. Yeah. I will link yeah. to your Amazon author page also. Thank you. Thank you. This is this has been delightful, Kelton. Oh, Thank I'm so you glad. so much. Well, the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> it's always great to chat with inspiring authors. And uh, best of luck to you. Please come back and, and chat with us again in the future. Oh, thank you so much. This was wonderful. Thanks so much for joining us for this half of the Writer Files. And if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review to help other writers find us. You can always leave us a comment or a question and visit the entire archives at writerfiles.fm, where we also humbly ask you to support the show with a secure donation to help us keep going. Just click the little yellow PayPal donate button over at writerfiles.fm. And you can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week. And thank you.